Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me is David Baumert. He is a technical service veterinarian at Zoetis. But you haven't been there that long before that you were at uh, Cargill. Yes, I was. I spent uh, almost 12 years with, uh, with Cargill, now, now JBS Live Pork. Now, at Cargill, I know that you were doing a lot of what is known as batch farrowing. Just before we get into that, just for the benefit of our viewers, please give us your definition of that. Sure. So I, I would define batch farrowing as a, a management process whereby instead of breeding a small segment of sows every week on an ongoing basis, we're going to go ahead and breed a, lar a relatively large percentage of the sow herd, say 20% of the sow herd, in a relatively short period of time. So we're going to take, for example, a month's worth of, of traditional breedings. We're going to breed all those sows within the first week of the month. Okay. And subsequently, we're going to Feral, and then we know those that same large group of sows in a very very short time frame. Batch farrowing, as opposed to ongoing continuous breeding, weaning, and farrowing. So this creates more of a, an all-in, all-out situation for farrowing. What's the objective? So so yes, it does create all-in, all-out within a farrowing group. Uh, we're trying to get to the the same advantages that we recognize in grow finish, where we have all-in-out nurseries or all-in all all-in all-out wean to finish. We're trying to capture that same technology in a farrowing situation. Rather than having small, medium, and large pigs scattered all the way down the farrowing hallway, we're trying to get all these pigs farrowed in a short period of time and then subsequently grown and then weaned all in the same period of time so that we actually have a gap between next month's pigs starting the next farrowing batch. And I would imagine that disease management is the primary goal if you're comparing it to all in, all out. Yes, it is. Yeah, disease management and, and the disease management will, will show up, uh, the advantages of the disease management will show up both in the farrowing room and also in the downstream flow of pigs. And we can, we can go either way on, on, on those types of discussions. And it seems like it's a really sensible approach uh, but not many people are doing that in the industry. What's holding them back? Well, it, there's the question of applicability. The, uh, the advantage of batch farrowing is to take what I would, would consider, if, if we look at a picture of, of a, a system, if you have a system built on a number of small farms, then traditionally a person would have to gather piglets from a number of those farms to fill a nursery in a reasonable period of time. That commingling those pigs creates health issues and stress among the pigs. If we reorganize that situation to where those, those relatively small independent farms would farrow large batches of pigs at a time, we can cut down the number of pigs going into a nursery. So in other words, we would put two or at most three groups of, of mm -hmm. piglets in a nursery and, and fill it in a relatively short period of time. Not everyone does that because in some situations, farms are established as rather large units. Uh, for example, a 5,000 sow unit. Mm -hmm. A 5,000 sow unit independently weaning pigs even on a traditional weekly basis can fill a rather large nursery all by itself. So for them, it doesn't really apply. But where, where, where we do have small farms that can cooperate and, and, uh, and uh, batch feral, we can, we, can take, we can take advantage of these, these health advantages. And when you say small farms, define what you mean there. Sure, so, so a, a small farm that, that applies well to a batch feral situation would be a sow farm that has 700 to 1,000 sows. Mm -hmm. That type of a farm in a traditional system would only be weaning two to three hundred pigs a week, not nearly enough to, to sufficiently fill a, a nursery in a, in, a, in a tight time frame. If we take that same, say, 1,200 sow farm, and if we batch feral, where, where they, combine, where they uh, accumulate a month's worth of breedings all in one week, and subsequently a month's worth of weanings all in one week, that 
same 1,200 south farm as opposed to weaning five or 600 pigs would wean 2,500 pigs. Wow. That's a convenient size to fill a nursery in short order. And of course, then the other farms within the system will fill nurseries other weeks. And in time, we get back to where this 1,200 south farm, it's their turn in the rotation and they fill another whole nursery in, in short order. So the, the, the thousands, thousand head south farms work, work very well. Yeah. So, and I can see the benefit to pig flow, but again, getting back to disease management, mm -hmm. what benefits have you experienced with batch farrowing? So what I've seen, it, it, it actually starts in, in the farrowing crate itself. Uh, on a traditional farm, we typically have, have uh, the situation where we are going to be weaning pigs out because it's, it's wean day for, for, for a portion of the pigs on the farm. Mm -hmm. And as we move those pigs out, of course, we want to efficiently get those, those farrowing crates washed, cleaned, and disinfected sure. before the next sows come in. Unfortunately, oftentimes we have a, 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 a farrowing room where half or two-thirds of the pigs are eligible to wean this week mm. and in an effort to try and wash those those crates we have other pigs still on the farm we're, just, we're not able to do an efficient job mm. now we compare this to to picking a day of the week where we empty every farrowing crate on the farm again these these thousand or twelve hundred head south farms they have two hundred farrowing crates rough ballpark numbers when we can go in there on on one or two days and wash two hundred farrowing crates with, with no, no residual pigs left behind, when we wash 200 farrowing crates, then we know that when we start the next week's farrowing, we have 200 washed, cleaned, and disinfected crates. So, so even something as simple as washing crates is more efficient, more effective, when we can do the whole farm at one time. Would there be particular uh, diseases that would uh, be better controlled by taking this approach? Well, uh, certainly our, our just our routine scour issues in baby piglets, the E. coli's and the rotaviruses mm -hmm. are, are better controlled if we can wash every farrowing crate within the system. But we've also, I've, I've had experience also seeing uh, both disease control and elimination programs involving the respiratory diseases, the flu viruses, uh, PERS, uh, PED, which, which is again a, an enteric disease. Uh, we've seen all of those diseases either better controlled or eliminated more quickly when we can get into a farm system where every 30 days we move every baby pig off the farm. Those breaks, every 30 days having, a, having that, that break in, in the uh, population of naive piglets on the farm helps us, whether our goal is control or, or elimination, it helps in the, a number of both respiratory or enteric diseases. So it helps with flow, it helps with health status. What about the actual performance of, of the sows and, and the, the number of piglets that are born and the health of those piglets? Well, performance depends on, on how you count it. So it, it's kind of an accounting or, or a, a barn-specific barn uh, uh, counting method. Uh, there are, are farms that, that have uh, what, what appears to be very good production records on paper because when you are farrowing new piglets every, every day of the week, every week of the year, uh, you have the opportunity to do things like like early wean particular litters, gather sows out of farrowing crates, maybe a day or two ahead of schedule so you can rebreed them more quickly. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have some flexibility. When you get in a batch farrowing, the one most serious restriction is you have to stick to the schedule. And so while initially a person would, would, would be concerned that you don't have the flexibility to move sows in or out mm -hmm. a day or two early because they need to stay on their schedule, uh, what, what we have seen after going through a, a, a period of time with a batch farrow farm, what we see is the consistency of all sows lactate the appropriate number of days. You don't have the opportunity to pull someone out early just to rebreed them for another mm -hmm. group. Yeah. 
when you leave those sows in and everybody gets a full lactation, although it cuts down on the number of litters per sow per year, mm -hmm. the litters they produce are actually better quality. Uh, in fact, we'll often see a, 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 a moderate increase in pigs per litter for subsequent litters because every sow has a full lactation now. No sow is getting shortchanged just to, just to meet a breeding target. The pork industry has a good reputation for using antibiotics responsibly, but there's even more pressure today to use them ju judiciously. We've got the veterinary feed directive. Everything needs to go through a veterinarian, and that's a good thing. Um, but I, as I'm hearing you describe this program, it seems like th this could go a long way toward not eliminating antibiotic use, but certainly uh, reducing the need. C certainly not eliminating, but uh, reducing the need through uh, maybe a more targeted application. Mm -hmm. there, there, there certainly may be a reduced need within a sow farm that's in a, a good batch farrowing program because they don't have carryover disease building up on the herd because we do eliminate these, these piglet populations mm -hmm. at the end of every month by moving them on to a nursery. Um, in, in terms of more targeted judicious application of antibiotic, I, I think we, we have the opportunity if we can take a particular nursery and fill it with with a large number of pigs from a limited number of sources. Mm -hmm. We have not only an opportunity to, to potentially use less antibiotic, but in the case where, the, where, where any antibiotic is still needed, we have a, a very tight group, very tight, very uniform group of pigs, and, and the application can, can be more targeted. And are there any, I realize that batch farrowing isn't for every farm or Certainly. every farm size, sure. but where might it be a, a, a disadvantage? Um, the, the disadvantage may be on, on a, a large farm if they are already efficiently use, utilizing what I would call the kind of the, the accessory parts of the business, uh, like bore studs and, and transportation. Um, a, a large farm that weans pigs every two or three days is gonna have a transportation fleet that's staying busy on a, on a regular basis. If that large fleet, or if that large sow farm were, were to independently say, I'm going to batch farrow, and all my all my wean pig transportation needs to needs to take place on on week one. Then they'll have a transportation fleet that's sitting idle weeks two, three, or four. So in a in a large farm that's already taking advantage of of moving large numbers of pigs into nurseries and filling them on a on a on a, a good tight schedule, then for them to go to batch farrowing it probably does not apply because they would have some inefficiencies in not utilizing their, their bore stud semen supply or their transportation the other weeks. But, it, but if we can put small farms together and, and arrange them appropriately so you have a small farm that breeds on week one, another one on week two, another week three and week four before you go back and, and run this cycle over and over, smaller farms is just much, much more applicable. Now, uh, Cargill did a lot of the early work with um, batch, batch farrowing. Yes. You said that you've seen some growth in it over the past five years. What's your forecast for the, the next five years? Are we gonna see more, yeah, more I, producers go in this direction? I, I do think so. Again, on, on the farms where it's applicable, so not the 5,000 south farms, but the, the 1,000 or the 1,200 head south farms, I do think we'll see more batch farrowing because we, uh, from, a, from a simple uh, sustainability nature, I, mm -hmm. I, I think the, the health advantages that it provides is what's gonna drive these, these uh, small and intermediate sized south farms to, to, to join in, in the batch farrowing. Process. Well, it seems like a sensible strategy and sustainable, as you Very mentioned good. as well. We've been talking to David Baumert. He is a technical service veterinarian for Zoetis. David, thanks again. You're very welcome.